This is Charge Tech Podcast, episode 48. I'm your host, Owen. And I'm your co-host, John. We're looking at tech under the hood. How are you today, John? I'm good. Pretty good. Just just got done a meeting. Pretty good. Ooh, fancy meeting? Uh, Well, for a Sunday morning, it was a pretty fancy meeting. I had uh, kind of a catch-up with one of our uh, company's investors. So... Hmm. Yeah, one of the most just casually one of the most important parts of my job is investor relations and maintaining our right. um, relationship with our investors and making sure that they know what's going on so that they're never surprised and uh, that they sort of are on the same page that we're on so mm-hmm. i try and be as friendly and like really treat our investors sort of as if they're an employee in the business um yeah. Is that like super formal or is it kind of chill? I guess it depends who your investors are, right? Yeah, I think you, yeah, I, I think it also depends on the type of um, CEO that you are. So right. I'm mm-hmm. not a formal type of person. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I, uh, my, even my, hello, good sir. My board meetings are really informal. Like we usually just have them over lunch and, um, kind of chat and, um, don't we don't like you know get super super into um the sitting in the boardroom and like doing the powerpoints and stuff like that i don't i don't think there's any point in that but um Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know and the weather's amazing so it's nice to be sitting outside nice what's the weather like there uh it's really good (laughs) um it's really hot it's 25 degrees we sat in the sun all afternoon so i'm like half asleep and and hence why we're going to take a talk about tech (laughs) i don't know (laughs) it's really nice here under under the hood no it's really good amsterdam in the summer is lovely so like i was thinking like uh sort of like got this like email uh this week and like oh. it was like a pretty <laughs> good like... uh email like uh you know do, do you like have <laughs> so do you like have that email like available no okay but I, uh, so apparently apparently open. um lisa does not like my um valley girl uh likes and so we got it we got an email <laughs> that said i did listen to the entire podcast so please ex- accept this hibiscus i don't have time to log into the slack i have a challenge for john for the next episode and every episode after <laughs> please take the word like out of your vocabulary unless you're using it as a <laughs> noun or a verb please and thank you <laughs> it's so hard not to say those ticks i am gonna i thought yeah, i'm gonna try I like say, oh, I just said like, oh no, this whole episode I'm going to be thinking about it. I say things are interesting uh, a lot, so <laughs> I try not to say that word. We also apologize for uh, the other feedback that we got, which was talking over each other too much. So last, oh last, yeah, that happened. Last week was particularly bad. I feel like I was in a rush to edit that. I went on holiday, and I was, I was gonna. I guess try and get it out the door before I left. So I just edited it as fast as I possibly could. And hence you get that. So thank you for listening. <laughs> so like, and that's it for this week. No. so like Lisa, I'm going to like try really hard to like not use like good work. Okay. I'm going to be counting. I have a, a like counter. Okay. We're at one. So, <laughs> so what's going under the, on, John, under the hood this week? What's a, what under the hood? Actually. Okay. Everything's terrible under the hood. No. Um, your favorite service isn't doing so good. Nah. And it's not Uber. Nah. <laughs> SoundCloud is firing or laid off 40% of its workforce on Wednesday this week, mm. which is incredible. So sad. It's 
it's not looking good for them. They struggled to raise this round. They end up taking debt, and now they laid off 40% of their employees. Oh, it gives me anxiety. I Look, there's a few things. I think there's a few things to unpack, right? So, like, SoundCloud's model should work, in a sense, because they at the, now they triple dip, right? They charge artists for hosting their music, if you're hosting longer than whatever amount. Yeah, I pay SoundCloud then for they that. they have this... Yeah, and we pay uh, to host the podcast, so there's the second one. And then if you are wanting to listen to music, you have to pay as well. SoundCloud Go, which is quite good. Yeah, which is super expensive, by the way. 12 bucks a month. It's quite expensive. Oh, it's more here. It's 16 euros a month, which is like completely uncompetitive because here uh, Spotify is 9.99. So anyway, that, that aside, it's... They should be making money, but I think it's pretty clear. Okay, I don't know what your opinion on this is, but their mobile app is terrible. It's very confusing. Really? Compared with Spotify, which is... Well, I find it... It's very simple, but it's very easy to get stuck inside things. Hmm. Uh, a great example is the now playing screen takes up your whole screen and doesn't show anything else. I don't know. I just find it weird. It's not, it's not on the same level of Spotify's app for listening to music. Same with Apple Music. I, I would say that's... SoundCloud's app was optimized for listening to DJ sets or whatever. But I think, you know, what this really points to is actually that the music business is just bottoming out. If you look at both Spotify and Apple, it's a zero-sum game, right? So Spotify has to spend heaps of money on marketing, has to have this free plan, has to basically give stuff away to get people to sign up, and it's working. They have 100-something million users. Apple Music, while well, they're doing the the price pressure because Apple has a bajillion dollars and doesn't have to worry about paying the royalties out of its own pocket, but I don't see I don't see a good result out of this. I mean, SoundCloud aside, I don't even see a good result out of Apple versus Spotify. Spotify has to rely on the platforms it exists on. It's on iPhone and it's on Android, and Apple takes a thirty percent cut of their subscriptions. So they already lose 30% of their revenue just to go to Apple, which wins either way, by the way. And if Apple decides to price at $7.99 a month, I mean, that's compelling enough to make a lot of people switch, I think. Like that's 3 or $4 a month that you can save. So, And not only that, royalties are getting more and more expensive. If you look at Spotify's revenue, all of their burn basically comes from royalties. So I don't know. I, I don't see a good result for SoundCloud. What's going to happen to them? Like... They can try and be a third music service or a fourth alongside... What's that one by Jay-Z? Um, um Title. Uh, title, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Like, it just... It exists, but why would you go on SoundCloud other than the indie stuff? SoundCloud needs a home in someone else. I think that, yeah. So, I know some people who are relatively senior at um, Spotify, and right. one of the things that they know that they need to do is cut out the labels basically and so right to do that you have to become a label that's a shortcut to money right and and so right but if you look at and if you look at the closest um i guess what i would call like software defined label that there is today it's actually soundcloud right a lot of people come up on soundcloud and then they get signed top talk uh oliver nielsen um uh kitsune signs a lot of their artists off uh soundcloud and then um you know that's a funnel into uh into like getting a music contract and then being able to do music as a career um so i think if you love discovering um 
unfortunately very like genre specific music it's both mostly just r&b and hip-hop or edm dance tropical house there's disco. heaps of indie music there too there yeah, i mean there's a lot so what i don't i still do not understand there's such a natural funnel there you know there's such a natural right. partnership or a natural acquisition um between someone who needs a label to cut out the labels and needs a discovery platform for new artists and a new platform for artists to get um get funneled into like the, the distribution channels um and and soundcloud's built that up i feel like apple was perfect for that if you look at how they've behaved with Apple Music, Apple has been never very good at discovery, right? Like this has been their problem since forever. And when they launched Apple Music, was it last year or maybe the year before? They've in the last year they've been paying for uh artists' music videos, so they paid MIA and they paid uh Drake to make music videos which were exclusive to Apple Music at first. They're paying people like um the weekend uh to be exclusive on the platform so they're starting to behave like it and i think it's there's a really nice synergy there if they acquired soundcloud they get the whole network they get all the creators they basically get what they wanted steve jobs launched with ping and whatever year that was which was their weird (laughs) their weird itunes social network Mm -hmm. but they basically get that and if they could shoehorn that into apple music really nice or keep it as a platform and just tap into that data which would be even better i think that would be incredible because SoundCloud is the original Discover Weekly in my mind. You know, that Spotify playlist thing that curates. I don't have Spotify, I'll use SoundCloud. Okay. Well, there's this machine learning playlist you get every week in your Spotify um, playlists and it's just curated music based on what you like. And it's actually really, really good. And people <laughs> people go crazy on Twitter when it's late, which is hilarious. Um, but... Um, like that's basically what I imagine it is, and Apple Music looks promising. The work they're doing in iOS 11, and I mean they've got the HomePod, they've got the ecosystem, but what they don't have is the indie artists. And this is where it gets good. Bloomberg, Bloomberg, <laughs> Bloomberg wrote this week that the uh, Apple is reportedly trying to acquire them. So acquire who? SoundCloud. So, I mean, it makes sense that you're going to lay off a huge percentage of your workforce if you're about to be acquired. Um, So that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, In fact, that would be the probably the first thing you would you would do if you're about to go into an acquisition. um, And they've been trying to sell for a long time as well. Well, I don't I think I don't think they have any option at this point. I think that they're now backed into the most corner of corners. But the problem with Apple is that they don't really do anything as a service particularly well, you know. Um outside no, exactly. of at this point, like I will say I guess I guess maybe it's called like cloud drive or whatever, but like the right. inter in the interoperability between all of your Apple devices and the photo um, albums and like having things automatically stored on the cloud and you just paying like the nine ninety nine a month or whatever for you know whatever it is I think it's like sixty gigs or thirty gigs of of storage that's actually a pretty good service like I don't mind paying that whatever that is that monthly fee I have no idea even what it is to Apple for <laughs> having this additional storage that I mean my phone just doesn't run out of yeah. space anymore right um but it's still like the only thing they're good at but it's the only thing <laughs> that they've managed to ever do as a service I mean well so sometimes I go to like uh me.com and like log into 
the back end, especially if you're going to do find my phone or something. And you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that you have this weird word processor in the cloud and you have this weird like mail yeah, client. And it works like Google Docs. <laughs> yeah. And it's like actually relatively OK, but I just would never use it. <laughs> No, it's just, I think Apple's services just feel weird to use yeah, online. Yeah, they do feel weird. Every, but everything they do doesn't, I think this is maybe core to the way that Apple builds stuff. You know, we've talked a lot about how Apple only believes in apps. If you use a lot of their online stuff, it feels like they tried to shove an app in the browser. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why iTunes doesn't have a web version still, right? They're just not good at this shit. Okay, so I've got the um, the rumor in front of me. Uh Basically, it says, yeah, Apple is eyeing uh, SoundCloud. Um, it sounds like the investors are trying to, uh, uh, sorry, the potential acquisition companies are trying to wait for them to lose a lot of value, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and apparently the two companies in the running are Apple and Deezer, which is terrible. <laughs> I've never even so heard of that company. Deezer is like Europe, Europe's Spotify, but I don't think they had that much money. I don't know. I find that a bit weird. If Apple could acquire it, like Apple should just buy it. Just Tim Cook, if you're listening, <laughs> just acquire SoundCloud. Then they even get a podcast network in one go. A place no, to host a podcast. I don't want them to music. do it. Yeah, but you if there's what? anybody to acquire them, if like if we like no. this discussion is happening. No, so if there's anybody, gonna... it should be Apple or Amazon. It, the, well, okay. So here's the one thing that is terrifying for people like Apple in acquiring something like SoundCloud. I had equivalent similar circumstances and, and like thoughts when I was at um, DigitalOcean thinking about acquisitions that we might do. Um, the, the amount now, uh, actually, you know what? This might have actually just fucking changed. I can't believe it now that I think about it. Okay, so basically I cannot upload tracks to SoundCloud anymore. Hmm? Their copyright detection algorithm has gotten so good. I swear, Owen, like I'll do pitch modulation. I will phase it. I will change the the BPM. I'll change the speed. I'll, I'll add almost a whole symphony around a vocal track. And I don't know how they're doing it. Like I really... I actually became like singularly obsessed with this for like a day and a half of right. trying to tweak Carly Rae Jepsen's song, um, this recent <laughs> song, Cut to the Feeling, with, yeah. in such a way that SoundCloud would accept me uploading it as a remix because track. Because it was like so it uh, got copyright. nailed every single time. But see, that that kills that kills no 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 so, culture but, as well. But what I was going to say is. So back to my original point, um, trust and safety, uh, copyright uh, enforcement and um, legal, uh, uh, just everything that's wrapped up in that whole thing um, in D uh, digital uh DM, digital millennium copyright, D DCMA, DMCA, uh, yeah, DMCA, like there, you you need real humans to go interpret this stuff and like figure out what's right or wrong. A company like Apple already probably has all of its internal lawyers on 
all of the Apple stuff plus yeah, all right. of its external count counsel. So SoundCloud to, is a huge liability. A, a huge liability, right? Especially if you're trying to play nice with the labels, you don't want to um, yeah, piss nasty. them off by introducing all of this copyright infringement stuff, right? So, but like I said, I have like I I could. I would say that five months ago, I suspect like something has changed five months ago. If I had have uploaded almost a like slightly edited version of uh cut to the feeling car- that Carly Rae Jepsen song, yeah. uh, I suspect that it would not have caught it for copyright infringement, but the copyright infringement algorithm now is not like anything I've seen before. It detects it and takes it down as yeah, it's on YouTube, as you it's just change the pitch slightly. As it's uploading. What? Dude, no, no, dude. I it's not even I it's not even changing the pitch. Like I've I've like remastered a whole song to see if I could get it to take it. Like I I like it's just one bit and it just ruins it. I don't know how they must I don't I don't know how they're doing it. Because if you think about what music is, it's waveforms and signs, sine waves and you know, megahertz. It's all frequencies, right? And so to think about the signature of a piece of music as a computer or as algorithmically is yeah. to deconstruct all of the um all of the sine waves and the frequencies it just makes and, it on a very basic level yeah and get it to a really basic level and say okay this this pattern in the music matches this pattern um in the original music therefore we suspect that there's this um correlation either they probably like, just put at, shazam in <laughs> yeah i don't know well but that's the thing like with Shazam, how many times does it not read the song when... 50%. Right. <laughs> and I I swear, Owen, like, I took this song and, like, cut it down to, like, I did inverted ch- uh, channels on top of channels to, like, take out all the background. I've, I pitched the, wow. the vocals down, like, almost like a full octave. Uh, like brought it almost down into like a like down into like a, a, a mm. like lower soprano from a soprano one, and it still it still was like as soon as it uploaded it sent me a message that's saying ridiculous. we've detected Carly Rae Jepsen's cut to feel that in stuff this kills thing. creative creativity too. Well, it's, it does, it but so if you're hard. gonna if you're gonna um, sell your company off to someone and you don't want them to have to worry about that liability, while well, they're sure as hell not worrying about that liability anymore because I cannot <laughs> upload someone's copyrighted track to soundcloud anymore period it does not let right. it through it's gotten insane it's gotten really sensitive so it makes a lot of sense Look, that 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 might be in the cards somebody just needs to acquire them like and i hope it's somebody good that's the thing i i'm worried about it i, I they they won't be they keep saying that it's because they want to stay independent but i don't think they can no because no one they, supports they're, them they're too venture back loaded yeah Venture dollars, anyway, they're bad news. Yeah, I mean, if you take seventy million and like debt loading, good luck getting a sustainable business model. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, we need to talk about Waymo just briefly. Apparently, the big development this week is oh. that Waymo is dropping a lot of its patent claims. So, and they're just going after the guy. The headlines have been as clickbaity as I've pretty much ever seen on this. And yeah, also because they're just boiling it down to at, nothing. Well, yeah. Well, and Uber's response was hilarious. So basically what actually happened was the judge said, 
there's no way a jury can try all this stuff, right? You've got a hundred claims, literally that a hundred claims. You put a hundred claims before a jury, you're looking at a seven year trial because you're trying every single claim. So the judge basically effectively ordered them to bring it down to like one to three claims. And so although I'm sure that they feel like a lot of their other claims may have merit, they're just going to go after the, you know, highest prized, most likely to succeed uh, claims. So it's not so much that they dropped all the claims. It's more like the judge was like, uh, you're not going to put 100 claims before the jury. So figure out which three you want to present. Yeah. like If you look at the whole, like the initial lawsuit, he kept saying, you have to narrow this down. It's insane. And then and then Uber was like all schmarmy about it. Like, see, all these claims didn't have merit. And I'm like, mm, that's not exactly oh, what happened. <laughs> it was just probably not going to try all of that stuff. Yeah, it's a lot, it's that would a, be expensive and a lot of work, right? I mean, you bring, you bring always in trial, you bring forward the body of what you believe in from the flimsiest thing all the way to the most compelling thing. And then you narrow it down mm-hmm. over time until you get, you like focus on the most important parts. And then that's usually what you try. So like this, this is all super normal. Um, I going to be a lot of this stuff, right? Yeah. it so also they dropped so they found evidence that uber was not using um an original like prototype lidar uh uh setup that um that waymo had that thought they might be but they still believe that the what i think they call it the fuji designed uh lidar setup yeah yeah uh, is going to be yeah. what's used in the um now a really funny thing the, the the twist in the whole thing is that um i think i honestly believe this is sort of just to be like trolly but um uber has been granted an order uh to inspect the all of the diligence of the deal between Waymo and Lyft um, because Whoa, they argued that um, it would help assess the damages and potential loss of um, Ooh, that's revenue. Yes. That, uh, that would be occurred um, uh, through, through Uber being successful. And so it, in order to, to you know size that up and figure it out they should be able to inspect all of the uh diligence documents that uh happened between lyft and uh and uh waymo and the judge ordered that to be true and so they are now allowed to inspect the whole uh waymo and lyft deal and they're deposing larry page about why they didn't partner with uber instead of doing it themselves It's so weird. Uber gets to depose Alphabet CEO about why why Google decided against partnering partnering with Uber. It's it's just getting weird. I think they call this a horse and pony show. Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to go on forever and ever it's and ever as well. I think we should. It's crazy. It. Like, I do think that there's a fairly high chance that waymo is gonna come out with some 
a leverage or advantage through all of this but oh definitely uh, but it'll be a royalty i i I don't know i don't feel like uh, it's hard to it's hard to say I don't know. I don't feel like they're not going to say you can't make self-driving cars anymore. No, I don't, I don't think they would say that, that but I would say I do think that they might say you're not allowed to um, use this technology. Yeah, that's entirely possible. You have to go and invent something else. Good yeah. luck. Good luck. Do it from scratch. See you in three years. Also, by the way, your burn rate is a lot. <laughs> um, speaking of this, Tesla's Model 3, first one in production, rolled off the line this week. I like It's... It's a car, and they're finally delivering to their deadlines. How did their stock but, do? How is their stock doing? Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Their stock's not doing too good. They're getting hammered. It's a great time to buy Tesla. <laughs> I mean, if you believe it in Tesla. like 20%. I believe in Tesla. Do you? Mm, no. Really? That's a change of tune. No, it's not. You don't, You didn't say you didn't believe in Tesla. Hmm. Believe is a very interesting word. It's um, a horse and pony show. So, uh, <laughs> it actually, kind uh, of is. Well, so I just I don't know that I believe that Tesla over a long period of time, which is how I always think about public market companies, um, has such a competitive advantage over any other um, transit manufacturer. Uh, that they're going to be able to um, sort of over a long period of time um, sustain a what is it what was it a three hundred and something dollar uh, per share share price like it, I I think uh, I think uh, well, Morgan Stanley I think it was Morgan Stanley I don't know one of the big banks maybe I think it was Morgan Stanley or JPMC I can't remember um, issued guidance uh, which is why their stock price tanked um, issued guidance that they believe that the stock is closer to it was either 108 or 180 I can't remember but uh, I think it was in, 180 in the, in the hundreds of dollars which I, I would say which I why is Tesla worth 180 dollars a share and Apple was worth like a bajillion dollars a share like tesla's uh, making cars that drive themselves and apple's making a phone that goes in your pocket well but what else is apple making a laptop a bunch of and an ipad bad and shit. a subscription yeah tesla's making a car no tesla's right. making a f- very small number of cars and they're making batteries that's the more interesting part of their business well it's is that Tesla or is that Solar City? I yeah, guess that's Tesla, Tesla has Powerwall. Yeah. It has the battery factory. It's got lithium mining. There's so, a whole lot of other stuff that I think is actually more valuable than the car business. So I was reading, I mean, but look, okay. Why is Samsung struggling right now? Samsung, Samsung, Samsung is struggling right now because they have become a commoditized component of somebody else's supply chain. And... um and the problem with being a commodity component of somebody else's supply chain is that once you, once a slightly more advanced and lower cost and easier to implement um, 
for manufacturing technique or like manufacturing system comes along you have to be really really careful about being displaced and if you think about the automotive industry and you ask automotive executives what is the thing that you're most concerned about right now the answer is advanced manufacturing 3d printing stuff like that and so one of the things that tesla has to be careful about even in the context of um its batteries is that China has just invested like some inordinate amount of money in building a a considerably larger number of um, equally uh, equally um, uh, tooled and and skilled, I guess, um, lithium ion battery manufacturing uh, uh, plants. And so... um, when that happens, yes, certainly Tesla may also outsource some of its capacity or or requirements for capacity uh, to those types of, let's just call them like the Foxconn of batteries. Um, (laughs) But, but so will Toyota and GM and uh, Waymo and Chrysler and every other auto, you know, Volvo. I mean, Volvo just committed to doing, what was it, uh, 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 90-something percent of its vehicles will, or was it 100% or 90-something percent of its vehicles in the next five years will be 100% electric or hybrid electric. Uh, and so, like, where is all those batteries going to come from? China. For sure, China right unless well maybe it depends unless tesla has a breakthrough and like that's what they're scaling for right because the 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 gigafactory is on the scale that nobody else has still i gotta say i know know. such a small amount about battery technology my gut says that there's not a lot (laughs) of uh uh innovation to be had that's like zero to one innovation outside of something like fission or fusion or like no it's very incremental yeah i think it's like incremental and so I think we've definitely figured out the solar to battery to consumption like flywheel or ratio or whatever. And so we kind of understand how to put all this stuff together that you can have, I guess what I would call like an insular, almost like um, uh, perpetual motion, like, uh, you know, internal system where a vehicle can probably, you know, charge itself, store a battery, consume, charge, store probably into the future within the next 10 years without even necessarily uh needing to be plugged in so with generative mm-hmm. braking and and uh, the well, exchange about of quick charging technology too if you have a the battery with the same capacity as right now but you can get all the juice in it in 15 minutes instead of two hours it's a very different story right you pull over you go to the toilet and boom you got 20 percent charge one of the things i think about a lot is like so I grew up in like a re- you grew up in a pretty rural area. I think I grew yep. up in a more rural area than you. Yep. Uh, I grew up in a village of sixty people called yeah, Weatham, no, mine was not. next to Eccles <laughs> in Scotland. Uh, <laughs> but like, and I, but I wonder like what this stuff means to people like them. Like, you want to talk yeah, about the much. most commoditized, you know, scale. Um, most people who live in rural Scotland drive like a Peugeot or a Renault um, or like a Ford Ka or like whatever, right? And so, I mean, there's certainly some people that would buy a Model um, 3 or like whatever, but I don't think that those are things that are super, super relevant to 
um, not just small towns, but like super rural areas. And if you look at population distribution, um, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people in cities, but there's a lot of people who are also not in cities. Right. And so this kind of stuff definitely lends itself to like city and, and like, you know, DC to New York, Boston to New York are like sort of the longest journeys yeah. that you can start to think about on a, on a full battery solution right now. Um, so if you like live in a city or you live in a town of like 60 people in rural Scotland to get to even like Edinburgh, you're talking about quite a drive. Right. And so I still think that mass transit is really, really important. And I think that mass transit is something that is really, really overlooked and fleet management and on demand, like, that kind of stuff is pretty overlooked in um, mm-hmm. this whole and thing. And how can you bid a service? Yeah, larger remote areas. And I think that one it's of the interesting everywhere. One of the interesting parallels to draw, like paradigms to like think about, is okay. Just like think about self-driving trucks and cross-country trucking, um, and we think about auto. Right? It's so trucks already when they drive across country, they drive sort of in, as a train. Right? You'll get like four or five trucks and they drive really close to each other and they have, I can't remember what it's called, but there's that like effect that happens when um, you, the first truck creates the, um, the aerodynamicness, the move of the air around the truck because pushing a thing that, that heavy and that dense into an air current is obviously expensive in terms of energy consumption. So they, they put all the trucks behind, right? So they already know how to do that. In fact, that's like an art in the trucking industry. Right. So the the it's next the step, one line. <laughs> the next step of that will be that the first truck will have a driver, but the seven trucks behind will be programmed to like just follow the trucks in front of them, right? And yeah, so totally. you won't need to pay for six drivers if you have a, a caravan of six trucks. Um, you'll be able to have one driver at the beginning of the truck, similar to a train, and then the other trucks behind will follow along. But I think you can do that for buses too, I, right? Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly yeah, Megabus you, can do I, that. I mean, if you combo that with... Um, self-driving technology at least on motorways right 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 you can drive the costs way further down than you can right now super super nice yeah well i guess we'll see like it's i think the first thing we'll see (laughs) is like self-driving lanes right you'll see yeah you'll see a segmented it'll have a little barrier yeah that's right and and if you have a self-driving car like a, a hybrid uh you know, driver assist car, you will be able to go into the self-driving lane and, and drive faster. And you'll be going very fast. It's like going to the airport right. exactly. and paying for the TSA right. global That's check right. and you, you got get it faster. Buddy. You got it. Buddy. And probably self-driving buses. Okay. One more topic. Cause we're keeping it short this week, buddy. Um, do you remember photo bucket? <laughs> I remember ending up with a lot of sketchy things at the end of photo bucket links. <laughs> Yep. Every, every time you got trolled on the internet, it was photo bucket. Absolutely. Well, it turns out, A, there's still a thing, and B, they broke half the internet this week because, because apparently a lot of stuff is still hosted on photo bucket. And they, they finally, I'm surprised it went this long, they finally disabled hot linking of images. So if you went on Amazon, like 90% of the images weren't loading this week. Um, a whole bunch of like, Google results, all sorts of stuff. All that shit was hosted on Photobucket and they restricted the <laughs> restricted the plan. So now you have to pay for hot linking. I'm just shocked that this still <laughs> still around. But I okay, I wanted to talk about it briefly because 
I think link rot is going to become a real problem in the next... I mean, this is not even on the scale of self-driving cars, but as the internet's getting older and older and older, I really think that we're going to start seeing it become difficult to navigate because there's going to be so much old broken shit around. There's no mechanism built in for like, hey, this blog post disappeared. Like, what it up? just dies. Lamp stack yeah. in the house. Got that yeah. WordPress from 1990. <laughs> yeah, like, I agree. Like, also, I feel like it's really there's going to come a point where lamp stacks from, uh, like, I don't know, whatever, so like 2000 to like 2009, uh, if they haven't been like dealt with in that amount of time, which I mean, <laughs> I like, I don't I can't even imagine how many la- un- unsecure lamp stacks are sitting on DigitalOcean right now. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, they, I mean, they can provide it out of the box. I can't wait for the first like doomsday wordpress lamp stack oh, yeah. global I'm, like, hasn't happened I'm amazed it hasn't happened like i'm absolutely amazed because you know how many blogs will go offline people will be like oh the internet Everything. is like uh, <laughs> all not blogs ju- will disappear yeah. at once yeah like i'm amazed that hasn't happened <laughs> for those wondering lampers linux apache mysql php yeah i'm right uh, right linux <laughs> apache MySQL PHP, yeah. So, a st- if you're, yeah, a stack is a grouping like of technologies together um, that run on a piece of hardware that allow yep. for some abstract application to. That's, um, and that run. lamp was like the way for many years that you would run stuff. Now it's more if you're doing it good, you're doing like a mean stack, which is uh, the nginx way, or I don't know. There's a so there's a lot of different mean stack ways, is but, Mongo, Angular. Nginx, uh, MEA, something else. Oh, wait, M-E- Express TV. Mongo. No. I don't know. <laughs> They're all, uh, there's a lot of acronyms, John. Yeah, I know. So, but okay, going back to the like link rod thing, it's kind of sad though. I mean, if you look at a lot of these projects, like the Internet Archive, it's a shame that despite all this time that links and HTML and hrefs have existed, there hasn't been a mechanism. You know, when you're writing a link to to say signal to the internet archive or whatever like hey follow this link and keep it for later and if this link doesn't resolve on my website i'm happy like like a fallback right i'm surprised there's not something for that still because i i mean i use the wayback machine all the time which is a great way to see websites the old days or if it's gone if you go to wayback machine and type in john edgar.co.uk and go back to like (laughs) 2000 and probably like five maybe you'll see like maybe even earlier than that you'll see one of my first websites which is you can ask me to delete this afterwards l o l o l you know what's also hilarious screenshot i actually also included a widget on the front page of johnedgar.co.uk that has the current weather wherever i am oh snap that's amazing Oh, wow. Oh, speaking of that, John, we got the best review this week. Can I I just read it out? (laughs) Just the title, I think, is sufficient. (laughs) Weather.com's worst nightmare. (laughs) That's right. We're going to put weather.com. If you want to know last week's weather, come to us. (laughs) But only in New York or Amsterdam. Oh, it's it's great. I mean, we're starting, we're we're just, it's an MVP. (laughs) 
If you write in and tell us where you live, we'll also do the weather report for where you are next week. Next podcast will just be us reading the weather endlessly. For every one of our (laughs) listeners. So Joe in Idaho. (laughs) It's a little rainy. Yeah. Um, No, that was a great uh, review, by the way. I I loved it. Thank you for that review. 12, Rosie 12. Uh, iTunes has weird usernames. It's like a throwback to Hotmail. It's really weird. The one before that was from Honey Chili. I like, uh, 70, I like, it's like, yeah, I know. They remind me of like the AIM messenger handles from back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Like Julie XU 77. I'm just oh, that's actually Julie RCO, RCOO. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Julie <laughs> uh, actually, one of my favorite Twitter accounts is if you, I think you just Google like my AOL, um, away message Twitter. Uh, yeah. there's like an A, there is like an AOL or like aim. Yeah. Aim away message Twitter of like, yeah. just like the, this person has been running this for years and years and years. And every day they just like update their status as if they were like, you know, 60 using aim <laughs> back in the day. And it's so funny. I'm going to put it's that like, on my website. I'm going to put like a status feature that I constantly update. I miss it. Going to the He's mall with Sally, listening to Coldplay, ARB. Leave a message, lolol. I, w- I miss, I miss going AFK. That's all I'll say. Those were the days, man. All Good right. one. I think let's let's wrap it up right here, John. Show notes at chargepodcast.com. I haven't said that in a while. It looks way better now. It's a great website. You should you read obs- the show notes. You access over the website. You and fam, like I feel like I every month there's a new website, which I must say I'm very no. impressed with. I made I made it good this time and I'm not touching it anymore. So it's always good. This is the thing. You like every time you do it, I'm like, oh, and the last one was fine, but this new one's fantastic. Good job. <laughs> now it actually works. I promise I won't change it. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh what was else was I do I usually say? Oh, you can review us on iTunes. That would be amazing. And we might have to move off SoundCloud if they die, but don't worry, because you'll still get the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> probably not anytime soon. All right. Soundcloud.com forward slash John <laughs> is my SoundCloud if you want to follow oh, me. It is you. It is you. How do you have at John? Wait. Just SoundCloud forward slash John. How did you get that? Um, I interviewed... Oh, God, this is a terrible story. I interviewed the... So SoundCloud actually has... Okay, we'll do this really quickly. I'll be less than five yeah, minutes. Just, SoundCloud TLD. actually has one of the best back-end um, Go architectures in the industry right now. Um, yeah, Phil I Costato, know for that. Yeah. Phil Costato, the director of engineering at SoundCloud, um, decided to go to Go Microservices years and years and years ago before anybody else did. So for those that are listening that don't know what Go is, Go is like a, a, a very, well, relatively modern at this point, um, backend, um, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a language, but it's mostly used in the backend for like servers and stuff like that because it compiles in a way that it'll work on any Linux, Linux architecture effectively. So this is related um, to your username. <laughs> it's more like a binary. So, so they architected SoundCloud. It's super scalable. Like DigitalOcean is, is, was written in Perl originally, and then we rewrote it in Go. Um, and so SoundCloud, but we hired a bunch of SoundCloud engineers, including, um, well, we hired tons of uh, SoundCloud engineers. And so we were um, interviewing someone and I was talking about how much I love SoundCloud. And then all of a sudden I got a note saying, hey, if you do the password reset for uh, SoundCloud forward slash John, it'll go to your DigitalOcean email address. Oh, so my I tried God. It and it did. And then I had SoundCloud oh, forward slash John. snap. Wow. That's great. That's better than the story of how I got my two-letter Twitter username and GitHub username, which Didn't I'll tell you, you another week. Did you apply for it? I bribed somebody. 
Oh, but don't you have say to tune that. in don't next week. That. I bribed somebody with chocolate, John. It's so innocent. <laughs> I gave them chocolate. Watch That's next week you get suspended from Twitter. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh dear. And with that, I think we should lock off before we <laughs> tell something else terrible. John. Right. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye, Biscus. Bye, Biscus. <laughs> oh.